everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's January 12th. It's 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie 7 Grant, what's happening, my friend? I'm poor now. I'm poor after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Did not go well. It's still not over yet. I have a chance to almost kind of sort of possibly get back to even but things things they things did not go well tonight and the best player in the nba shot three for 14 from the field desmond bain bain <laughs> i was like I was like i didn't realize curry shot that bad um <laughs> you tricked me you got me <laughs> anyway so all right, let's talk some hoops. Nine games, a lot to get through, some teams on back-to-backs, all that fun stuff. We start with Orlando at Washington. No total in this game. Washington is on the second end of a back-to-back. Bradley Beal back in protocol, um, assuming that he'll be out for this game. On the Orlando Magic side of things, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. are questionable. Fultz, Isaac, Moore, Suggs out. Let's start here with Orlando. I mean, if Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. both sit, that opens up a lot um, for guys like maybe Okiki, Robin Lopez types of plays. Um, what are we looking at here for Orlando? Yeah, if both those guys end up missing. I think they're probably going to need Lopez's height. I mean, like the Wizards still or now actually have some decent depth at center. Um, so they'll probably need a little bit of size. So if both those guys are out, then Robin Lopez – Makes a pretty solid overall play. Okiki um, is a decent overall play. I like Cole Anthony regardless. I mean, I know he's been a little bit up and down recently. He hasn't really shot the ball great over his last five, six games, shooting around 30% from the field, 32% from the field. That's going to turn around at some point. The shot volume has been there. He's had averaged over 17 shots per game over the last six games, just hasn't quite got there. Um, I know they was out for a little bit with COVID, but uh, he's a guy, or not even Cope, he came back and, yeah, that was something. Um, but 7.4K is a little bit too cheap considering his upside here. So he's probably my favorite play here. I think that with a, if Carter and Bamba are both out, then, like I said, Robin Lopez, Okiki, and then just because of the minutes, just because of the entire situation, I think you can take a shot on Wagner or on Harris, but it's mostly going to be Anthony for me and then Rolo if uh, – both those guys that are missing. Yep. Kind of what I'm looking at here. Cole Anthony, I think has the ceiling and then we could potentially be looking at some value here on the Washington side of things. Um, again, assuming that Bradley Beal is going to miss this game. Uh, Dinwiddie 34 minutes yesterday, expect him to be one of the better value plays on the slate. And I say value plays he's six K, but I mean, with no Bradley Beal, He's too cheap. Kyle Kuzma is kind of expensive. 29 actual points yesterday. And then uh, Corey Kaspert out of nowhere, 29 minutes, 25 fantasy points. Um, he is still really cheap across the industry. And, I mean, he was playing solid minutes when Beal was out before. What are we looking at here at Washington? Yeah, it definitely is going to make a pretty decent uh, value play on this slate, regardless if he's 3,500. They didn't really have a chance to change his price tag because of the news and because of how late, well, the game wasn't even that late, but the fact that, I mean, we had no way of knowing what his role would be and that Beal would be out. So 
price tag is definitely too low on him and Dinwiddie. Like Dinwiddie is just a fantastic play. He was chalky tonight. He will be chalky again on Wednesday. He's 6K. I can't believe that. But the interesting one is, I mean, Kuzma has just been on an absolute tear recently. And with Harold coming back, I assumed that would go down. But as soon as Beal got ruled out, I mean, Kuzma had another 40-point night. He's priced at 8K, which is kind of sticker shock. But you look at the last five, six games, and he's averaging close to 50 points per game, maybe over 50 points per game. Like, he is in an absolute tear. The shots are falling, and he's shooting a ton. Like, I'll play Kuzma. I'll play Dinwiddie. I'll play um, Kisper. And I I just won't think twice. Like, hopefully this game doesn't turn into blood. That's why I like Anthony today is because he's an easy bring back in this. But, like, all three of those guys are drastically underpriced right now. Yeah, I mean, we we really didn't expect Beal to be out yesterday. Um, and, and the fact that, like, the the slate is out and the pricing is done. So, I mean, overall, Washington a little cheap. I think with Harold back, him and Gafford kind of cancel each other out a little bit. I'd be more likely to play Harold than I would Gafford at the prices. Yeah, Harold's definitely a little cheap right now. Boston at Indiana taking on the Pacers, 211 and a half total here. Boston is a three and a half point favorite. On the Celtics side of things, Marcus Smart is doubtful. Pritchard's questionable. On the Pacers side of things, Brogdon, Duarte, and Lavert are all questionable. McConnell and Warren are out. So, obviously, we're going to be paying attention to some injury news, um, who's in, who's out type of situations here with both of these teams. Um, but assuming that Marcus Smart doesn't play, uh, what do you like here for Boston? If Marcus Smart is out and Pritchard ends up missing, I think you can definitely load up on Schroeder. Seeing that 4800 is just too cheap of a price tag considering the amount of minutes and probably usage they'll end up having. Um, he'd probably be my go-to if both those guys are out or even if – Smart is out. He's still probably pretty solid overall play. Um, Tatum and Brown, you can play one of them. They're not even close to my favorite spend-ups, but seems like every single night one of them ends up going off for a pretty massive game matchup versus Indy is not a terrible one. So either one of those guys are fine. I don't think I'd play them together. Kind of same thing as always. Robert Williams is kind of at the price tag where he does have a little bit of upside, can take a shot on him, but I don't think this is a slate with how many different guys there are they could end up with a similar price or similar amount of points at the same price tag. So Schroeder, if Smart's out, and especially if Pritchard's out, one of Tatum or Brown. Yeah, I mean, they're both so expensive. I could see either one of them having a solid game here. I think Dennis Schroeder is someone that I like here at 4,800. If Smart sits and Pritchard sits, I think, I think they, they have to play minutes. Like, Schroeder has to play 30 minutes in this game unless they're going to, you know, what is his name? Is it is it Bronick Thomas or Brodick Thomas? He would have to get minutes in that scenario, and I don't think – I think they'd rather play Schroeder the minutes. Um, on the Pacers side of things, if Levert and Brogdon end up sitting again, I think there's obviously – Maybe a little bit of value with Washington Jr. Maybe a guy like Sykes. Um, Lance Stevenson's price has probably caught up enough to his production 
I mean, I could definitely see Sabonis having a big game. He just put up 59 fantasy points against this team a couple days ago. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Yeah, yeah, kind of in the same spot. If Levert and Brogdon ended up missing, then I think Sabonis still has some upside. I mean, he's been putting up very solid outings without them playing a boatload of minutes, and they'll need him in this spot here. So he's definitely a guy that you can end up going with. Turner, always fine in tournaments, but not a guy I'm looking at. Stevenson, you're right. His price tag is probably up enough. I know they had those two big nights, um, but, but shot out of his mind, and I don't think that'll end up happening again. Uh, but, yeah, if Brogdon and Levert are out, then – I think Sykes would be my preferred play. Um, he can end up getting it done. Uh, but Washington Jr. is also fine. All right, we got Charlotte at Philadelphia. 226.5 total here. The 76ers, a 5.5 point favorite in this one. Uh, looking at Charlotte first. Uh, Kelly Oubre is out. And then on the Sixers side of things, Seth Curry is questionable. Milton's out and Simmons is out. Tobias is probable. Uh, starting here with the Charlotte side of things, what do you like here for the Hornets? The Hornets, I mean, Lamelo's price just seemed – I know he hasn't been paying it off, but his price at 8.7K, like, that's just far too low. I know that he's been bad recently, or at least not great recently. Minutes are kind of always up and down, but – 8.7K is just far too low for him, even a matchup versus Philly. Outside of that, I think Bridges and Rozier are the only two other guys you consider. Both of them have been playing a decent amount recently. Both of them have decent upsides for the price tags. Um, but like LaMelo, that, that's just a so low of a price tag compared to what we've seen from him before. And he's been kind of priced out for a while. And now he's he's very much in play as a high upside GPP play. Yeah, I mean, I I love playing Lamelo, so I, I like the fact that we're starting to see his price back under nine k. And I mean, I can't. Do you remember the last time it was under nine k? It's been it's been a while. So it's been like since the second week of the year. Yeah. So I mean, Ubre out. I don't know who Ubre out really is going to benefit. Maybe Cody Martin plays 28 to 30 minutes. He's okay price-wise. Uh, not my favorite, not the worst value play on the slate. On the Philadelphia side of things, um, you know, if Embiid gets the ball in this game, he he smashes. If this yeah. game stays close, he smashes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's match versus Charlotte, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, one of the fastest pace teams in the league. Embiid has been on an absolute tear recently. Um, like, I've been hitting his points props every single night. I'm probably going to hit it as soon as it comes out tonight. Um, it's just that simple. Embiid is a fantastic play here. Outside of that, I mean, with Harrison there, like, if Seth Curry ends up missing, then, like, maybe you can look at, Maxi, if he ends up playing, um, if he's not out for conditioning, you can look at Corkmas maybe if Maxi ends up sitting for conditioning. Um, but I'm probably only playing in beat in the guards just based on who's in or out. Yeah, I like Embiid a lot in this spot. I don't think I want to play Tobias. And if Curry sits, I mean, maybe Maxi Corkmaz has been playing decent minutes here recently, but his price is kind of caught up. So I, I think really it's Embiid 
and maybe Tybal, where he's still cheap, but that's kind of all I got. I mean, they've been playing like Isaiah Joe some minutes, so like I, I think it's Embiid. I, I really think that's who you want. You want, I mean, you could really play anybody against Charlotte in general, but I think it's Embiid here. Miami at Atlanta. 222 and a half total here. Atlanta is a four-point favorite. Starting with the Miami side of things, Bam and Butler are out. Markeith Morris is out. Victor Oladipo remains out. Deadman is questionable. And then on the Atlanta side of things, Clint Capella, sprained ankle. He's doubtful. Hill is out. Hunter and Reddish are both questionable. We'll have to see how that one plays out. But, I mean, looking at the Miami side first here, I mean, no Bam, no Butler keep firing away at Tyler hero. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much 7,800, probably still not high enough of a price tag. He's got a ton of upside. He's going to play the minutes. He's going to take the shots. It's just going to happen. You're at seven. Um, he's been playing pretty decent recently. Uh, price tags up there, but he's been paying it off. Probably going to end up with a pretty solid outing here. Gabe Vincent's fine. Like 5.4 K on a different slate would probably be something I'd end up looking at on this slate. It's probably something I'm just not going with at all. Lowry hasn't been great recently. Obviously the ejection game didn't help, but he's still putting up 40. He's not the worst play in the world on this slate, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all I'm looking at here. Yeah. I mean, you're at seven and hero. I don't mind Lowry, but those are really the guys that I think you're mainly playing here. I think in tournaments you could take shots, on Robinson. And then on the Atlanta side of things, I mean, Capella being doubtful obviously opens up maybe a few extra minutes for a guy like John Collins and maybe less, you know, competition at rebounding the basketball in general here. So I actually, I really like Collins in this spot. I think the wings kind of depend on if Reddish is Reddish and why I can't think who the other person that's out. Um, Hunter, whether or not they play or not. Um, but if they end up sitting again and with Capella out, I mean, you could definitely take shots on Collins and Trey Young, Bogdanovich, and you know, Kevin Herter is someone that I don't mind at his price. So I think a lot potentially that you can look at here on the Atlanta side. This game has a really good total, and the Miami defense obviously has not been as good as it has been all season. I mean they're 15th in defensive rating over the last five games with some injuries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. I think Collins is a pretty solid overall play. Maybe a Kongu ends up playing a decent amount of minutes here as for the wings. Like it all kind of depends on the availability of reddish. If he ends up playing them kind of out on all the wings, if not, then uh, I think you can play Herter. I think you can play Bogdanovich potentially, but his price tag's probably a little high. Um, but mostly there's a Collins game and then, Probably a Kongwu. Um, by the way, this this we're recording during the Denver and Clippers game. It is easily the worst game I've ever seen in my life. It projected to be such a good game, and it's twenty eight to twenty four with five minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah, and I'm someone who bet a lot of overs in this game, so I am going to just lose a fortune tonight. Not going to be good. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Yeah. There's a reason why I keep a spreadsheet with all my bets. So when I look at a night like this, I can still look, oh, I'm barely down any money this month. 
All right, we got Dallas at New York facing the Knicks. 205 total here. Dallas, a slight favorite. It opened at two and a half. It's down to one and a half most places. Um, Dallas side of things, Porzingis and Willie Cauley-Stein are out. The Knicks, Derek Rose is out. Kemba and Noel are both questionable. Uh, what do you like here for Dallas? For Dallas, I mean, probably Luka would be the main guy, but I'm not even terribly interested in him. Like, this is a tough matchup going up against the Knicks being played in New York. Like, they're good defensive team. Even without Porzingis in there, I don't really see anyone that I really want to play. Like, Kleber, probably a little bit too cheap, but we have value on this slate. Hardaway Jr., priced where he should be. DFS, probably priced a little bit too high. Like, Powell probably not going to get enough minutes. It's, it's really just Luca here. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a bunch of stud plays on this slate. So I, I think I'd have to like sit down and look at each of them and rank them. But I mean, Luca's always a triple double upside type of guy. So I always, I like playing Luca. Um, so I definitely don't mind him in this spot. But like you said, outside of him, it's kind of tough to guess the Dallas rotations right now. I mean, Finney Smith is still somewhat cheap and he should play decent minutes. Uh, Keebler is, I mean, 4,900 and he should play 30 minutes. So I think Cleveland would be the guy behind Luca. If I had to start ranking some Dallas players, uh, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? I mean, Randall's probably a little bit too cheap at 8.5 K again. He has been great recently, but we haven't seen him this cheap in a really long time. He's been a 10 K guy. It's not a terrible match going up against Dallas. He's probably my favorite. If Kemba ends up playing, then I'm kind of out on everyone else. Him, Barrett, Burks, Fournier, all of them will kind of split the usage together. If Kemba's out, then I think you can play Burks again. He's not a terrible price tag at 5.6K. And I think Barrett offers a little bit of upside at 6.6K. Probably not Fournier, although he can have those random outburst games. So I'm not going to argue with it. But Randall just seems too cheap in this spot. Yep, I don't mind Julius Randall. They don't really have many people that can match up with him, and we've been waiting for like that big game from him. This is one of my least favorite games on the slate. I'll just say that. that like, it just yep. it's one of my least favorite games on the slate. All right, we got Houston at San Antonio. Two thirty-one total in this game. The Spurs, a six-point favorite. Looking at. Houston first. I mean, Brooks is questionable. Sengun is questionable. San Antonio, Keldon Johnson's still out. Uh, Trey Jones is out. McDermott is out. Vassal's out. And White is out. Um, starting with the Houston side of things here. I mean, I just I know I know the upside and ceiling for Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I mean, Jalen Green is someone that hasn't been playing well either. Christian Woods, 6,900. We know he's the guy that's, you know, 40-plus point upside on any given night. Like, there seems like there's some really decent plays here for Houston. But my one concern is, like, Houston has been very – they've been spreading the minutes out a lot here recently. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone I love. Um, Christian Wood would probably be my favorite 
of the bunch. And that's as I, most of these guys I would just use as a bring back if I'm playing some Spurs players, which I plan on doing. And so the most likely bring back for me is going to be Christian Wood. Um, has a ton of upside if this game stays close. I know he's been a little bit up and down recently, but he's a guy with a pretty big ceiling and his minutes are pretty secure if they end up keeping this game close. Jalen Green is just not very good. And even at 4,700, there's better uh, there's better value on the slate. Tate, like with everyone in there, not really a guy that's going to go off at all. Yeah, I think I think it's just Christian Wood, maybe Kevin Porter, but more than likely just Christian Wood. San Antonio's side, I think it's a little bit different here. Um, I mean, there's going to be so many studs that are in play on this slate that I think DeJounte Murray is going to come in at very low ownership in a game against Houston. So he's towards towards the top of my list is like contrarian plays on this slate. Yeah, no, he's definitely solved. I mean, obviously, Houston's one of the best matchups on the board. He's a guy that gets overlooked on a lot of slates, but he is an absolute stud. This could be a spot where if the game stays close, he ends up with 70. Outside of him, I really like Pirtle. Um, like Houston's not good versus bigs. Pirtle is at 6.3K. Been playing all right recently, but he has some pretty monster upside at 6.3K against this bad of a team. Outside of that, I mean, with all the other injuries, you can take a shot on Bates, Diop. You can take a shot on Primo. You can take a shot on Lonnie Walker. All of them are fine, but I think the other value on the slate's a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like DeJounte, and I don't hate Podal. Um, as far as, like, Lonnie Walker, I think he's someone that you could potentially take some tournament shots on, and Joshua Primo – depending on the the site and the price um you know he's really been eating into like Bates Diop's minutes here recently so seems like he has more ceiling too all right three more games we got Cleveland at Utah 222 total here the Jazz a six and a half point favorite looking at the Cleveland side first here Coro's out Rubio's out Sexton's out on the Utah Jazz Utah Jazz side of things uh Gay Gobert and Ingles or Gang Gobert out. Ingles is questionable. Um, let's start with Cleveland here. What do you like here for the Cavs? Not a ton. Um, like Jared Allen going up against Hassan Whiteside defense is a little bit interesting, but priced at 7.9K seems like that's about right. Like Mobley, not really seeing a ton there. Kevin Love, his minutes are always in flux. I mean, I think if I'm going with anyone, it's probably Garland as a guy that probably will come in low-owned. Like, without Gobert in there, it's definitely a better defensive matchup. But And he's a guy that can drive to the hoop quite a bit. But he's probably priced a little bit too low at 8.1K. It's kind of the lowest we've seen him in a while. And if this game stays close, he could end up with 50 here. Yeah, and we've seen, especially with, like, Rudy Gobert out here recently, that this isn't, like, your juggernaut defensive team um that we're so used to with the jazz i mean again smaller sample size but the jazz are 27th in defensive rating over the last five games and we've seen some big games here recently against this team so i mean garland's ceiling and i mean allen 7900 seems like a lot but this guy is a guy that can put up 50 fantasy points so 
I, I mean, I don't mind either one of these guys. Uh, if you're not playing Allen, you want to take a shot on Mobley. I think Allen has more ceiling, um, especially recently. On the Utah side of things, I, I mean, Whiteside's price is at 6,200 now. He's coming off of a monster game against Detroit. Is this price increased too much? What are your thoughts? I mean, he's not a lock and load like he was on the other slate. Like he didn't quite pay this off a lot of times, but when I mean, we saw what he can do in the last game, he's he's still a pretty solid overall play. He's the only guy I'm really looking at. I mean, I think with all the mispricings, Mitchell's probably priced where he should be at 9,400. Like Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson are all kind of priced where they should be on a slate with a lot of value. So I think Whiteside, just with his potential upside, is always in play. There's a lot of good centers, but he's definitely a guy I'm going to look into to see where his ownership's at tomorrow because that'll that'll kind of determine what I want to end up playing on this or whether I want to play him. All right, we got Brooklyn at Chicago. The Nets and the Bulls, 230 total. Some big totals on this slate. You realize that we have a lot of big totals. Um on a nine gamer here bulls a one point favorite chicago on the second end of a back-to-back so we'll kind of see how that plays out if there's anything that comes out of that game on the net side of things aldridge is out claxton and harden and Kyrie are questionable joe harris is still out of course with the ankle surgery um Kyrie sprained his ankle the other night harden dealing with like a hyperextension or something to his knee uh, let's start with that Brooklyn team, Grant. You know, we're potentially seeing no Harden, no Kyrie, Kevin Durant, 11K. I don't care who he's facing if both of those guys are out. Yeah, yeah, no, if both those guys are out, you absolutely load up Harden or Durant. Um, if Kyrie ends up playing, I think that you can play Kyrie. 8.9K is probably a little bit too cheap. Um, if Harden, Durant end up playing, then I don't know if I have much interest in either of them. I have a little bit, but not a ton. Uh, Patty Mills, if both Harden and Kyrie are out, he's a guy that's potentially in play at 4,800, too cheap considering what his role will probably end up being. Um, outside of that, like, I don't know. I mean, if if Claxton ends up missing, then, I mean, who's going to, it's going to be Sharp and Griffin playing the five the entire time, and they're going to need some size going up against Vooch. I think that Sharp is a very good value play if Claxton ends up missing. We might not get that news beforehand, so he's always a guy that you can kind of pivot to. Um, but, yeah, Sharp would be the guy if Claxton's out. Kyrie and Harden are out. You play Durant. You play Mills. Yep. I mean, if Harden and Kyrie said, you're, you're locking and loading Durant, I think, even with all these studs on the slate, but I think if those guys are out, I think you're looking at a guy like Patty Mills. You're potentially looking at, at a guy, maybe even like a Kessler Edwards um, type of plays, a Cameron Thompson type or Thomas type of play. So if we get a lot of news here for Brooklyn, it's going to open up a lot. Chicago, second end of a back-to-back. I mean, I feel like I say the same thing about Chicago on like a nightly basis. Like, if everyone plays for Brooklyn, I probably don't have a ton of interest in this game because, I mean, the Bulls are so good that it's tough to play Lonzo or DeRozan or Vooch or Zach Levine. Um, Christy mentioned Lonzo Ball yesterday. He had a really solid game uh, yesterday as well. 
I mean, Chicago, am I missing anything, Grant? Is there anything that you like here? I mean, if Claxton's out, I can't see Griffin and Sharp really doing too much to shut down Vooch. I think that he's a guy that's potentially in play. Um, outside of that, yeah, there, you're not really missing too much. I mean, Levine and DeRozan are always fine. Like, they have monster usage. They can go off on any given night. But we have, like, six guys that should be in the 9K range that are all the way down the same price tag as Levine and, and DeRozan. So... Yeah, like it, if everyone ends up playing, then I could end up fading this game. Um, but if Claxton is out, I think Vooch becomes a pretty solid overall play. All right, we finished out the slate with the Lakers and the Kings. 231 total here, another big total. Lakers, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, as far as the Lakers are concerned, Anthony Davis is out, and none is still out. And then on the Kings side, Holmes is out. Uh, Damian Jones is out and Tristan Thompson is questionable. What are your thoughts here on the Lakers? I mean, LeBron and Monk, that's pretty much it. Monk has been on an absolute tear recently, had a little bit of rough outing going up against Memphis, but still the shot volume was for the most part there. I think at 6.2 K, he's still got a little bit of upside, but probably not the best play on this slate. And LeBron just keeps doing LeBron things. He's one of the better spend-ups on the slate. He has massive upside going up against Sacramento. This game should be close, and it should be high-scoring. Sacramento's a very solid matchup. So LeBron and Monk, if you want to go a little bit off the board, I'd mostly use Monk if I had to kind of switch things around later on in the night uh, to make up some extra room. Yeah, I mean, Monk is obviously someone that we've been talking about here recently a lot. His price scares me a little bit. He is someone that can go for 40-plus on any given night. Um, I mean, LeBron. I don't think LeBron makes the cut for me today, Grant. I think he is a really solid play. I just think that there is – I mean, especially if, like, the Durant thing happens, Embiid is someone that I really like. I mean, Luka is up here. I just – I mean, DeJounte Murray is another guy that I really like. I like LeBron. I think on any given night he can put up 70 fantasy points, but – I think this might be a spot that I'm underweight on LeBron and it scares me a little bit. Um, yeah. On the Kings side of things, I mean, I still think Fox and Halliburton in this 7K price range are super solid. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Kings? Just those two guys. Like, I know Fox has been a little bit hit or miss lately, but his upside at 7.5K is pretty big he's not too far removed from a stretch of four straight 40 point plus games and his price tag's still too low at 7.5k Halliburton has been solid like he can get you 50 points on any given night they're two guys that I'd like to bring back with a game stack outside of that like Holmes Buddy Hyde Barnes Bagley Metu like I don't really have a ton of interest in any of these guys yeah I mean Holmes is not going to play he's like G League, um, like they already ruled him out for this game. He's on G League assignment, getting back into shape. Um, I kind of like Alex Lynn in large field tournaments. He might only play 24 minutes. He might only play 20 minutes, but he is someone that can really produce like a fantasy point per minute on, on nights that like he's hitting these easy putback shots and he's put up over 10 shots in three straight games. He just shot terrible against Cleveland the other night. Two for 13, still put up almost 20 fantasy points. So Alex Len, Alex Len, here we go. 
I've won, I've won a couple tournaments with Alex Lynn before. Why not do it again? Uh, morning grind game. Five, favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's a cheap guy that you're looking at today? I mean, it's kind of tough with all the potential injuries. Um, I'll go with I'll go with Schroeder. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lonnie Walker for the Spurs against Houston. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'll go with uh, Westbrook. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Zach Levine. 8,800. He's put up 40 one time in his last five, six games. Um, So I'm going to go Zach Levine. Who's your favorite 6X play on this slate? I realized that was I was scrolling through. I'm like, there's not that many players. I was sitting, I had to refresh my page, so I was only looking at point guards. Um, I'm oh. gonna go with Dinwiddie. <laughs> Solid again. Um, I'm gonna go with Yurt Seven. I know the price is kind of caught up, but I really like the matchup here for him. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Purdle. I like it. We're both on the Spurs. I'm going with Dejounte Murray. I think I with like all the- it. With all the studs, man, he's going to come in at really low ownership here. By the way, the Denver <laughs> Clippers game, 41 to 28 at halftime. I've never – if you told me the Nuggets scored 41 points in the first half, I'd be like, oh, what? so they're down like 10? Yes. Nope, no, they're up 13. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. Like Reggie Jackson, I think, was like one for eight the last time I checked. Um, so – and Marcus Morris was not shooting the ball well either. Anyway. Um, still got six points shooting three for ten. They, both team, the Clippers are shooting 27% from the field. Ugh. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? Uh, you got any? Let me pull it up really quick. I'm checking it. By the way, Memphis Grizzlies all the way down to plus 3,500. To win the championship. How neato is that? Um, Embiid over 30.5 points. He's hit that in like six straight. Granted, he's had exactly 31 and four straight. Um, I think that's the... Nah, that's the only one that's really standing out at this moment right now. I... I think Cleveland can keep the game against the Jazz close. I'm going to go Cleveland plus six and a half um, in this one. I, I they're just Utah has been playing terrible defense here recently, and I mean you look at you look at some of these recent games. Like I mean they only beat Detroit by ten, and I say only, but or they, they lost to Detroit, didn't they? Yeah, I think they lost. To yeah, they by lost 10. by like five, I think. And they've Cunningham lost went for twenty nine. Yeah, they lost to like Pacers recently. I mean, I just think I think Cleveland's super solid and they're pretty much um fully healthy here. I think a Coro and like Sexton are the only ones kind of out. So I mean, and they just they got Rajon Rondo. But anyway, I'm gonna go Cleveland plus six and a half. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, if I'm gonna go apply for food stamps. All right. Well, I'm sure <laughs> you'll be fine. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Tickets.